0: The longer we talked, anger is being held down by an iron fist in the part of my mind that feels most impossible to reach. My computer glasses keep slipping down my nose, and though the light against the wall is pretty, it has, for the most part, gone completely unnoticed. I'm the only one in the room. I can hear the birds outside. I took a lorazepam earlier and I don't think it's helped much because when I bring my hand to my throat I can feel it tightening, muscles flexing beneath my fingers and palm. I'm nearly done with the book Writers and Lovers. It was gifted to me and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. 20th Century Woman, the movie I just watched, made me squirm in my seat. It felt like a gulp of cold fresh water I didn't realize would be that cold. Earlier, I went through the entire house with a bag of books, placing within it more books, books that we no longer look at, books that we can do without. I was wearing my especially cozy sweat and slouchy yellow top with paint on it. Then I sat at my desk because I wanted to write, write the second chapter to a fiction piece I'm working on. I'm terrified of it, and was surprised when I started scheming a new chapter the night before, but that next morning, there I was, yet to brush my teeth or comb my hair or have had anything other than coffee. And then there we were, him leaning against the doorway talking about finances for the month, me wriggling in my spinning chair trying to keep myself calm. It was okay until I started to get an itch on my neck and my legs tensed and my mind sped up to the spreadsheets I made and the goal setting I wanted to do and making it work and making it work and making it work. The longer we talked, the further away I felt, and before I knew it, I was sobbing and clenching my fists and slamming them into the bed, all while screaming and screaming and scaring our dog, who left the room as soon as he could sense me boiling over. Between sobs, I told Adam that I was worried about my writing being untruthful, that if only people knew the truth, they would know better than to stop by. He disagreed and told me that I am honest and shouldn't worry. I still don't know what to think. So there's that, and there's here and now, chaotic space, a flailing arm as it moves up and down on the bed, a red streaming nose and swollen eyes. After a while of curling up on the floor, I realize that writing about what's right in front of me is my reason for writing. And that writing about how I'm feeling is a way to make sense of the impossibility of it all. Now the light outside the window is rose gold and I'm sitting sideways in the big chair in the corner of the living room. The laptop propped on the sloping arm and because of the position I need to be in to type, my back is slightly numb and my toes are falling asleep. But I stay here because I'm worried that if I get up and move around, something will make me angry and my hands will turn to clenching fists before there's time to exhale. I told myself that today was going to be a good day that today I was going to write and marvel at the little things and read the rest of my book and look at the rose gold lighting against the wall and admire it for at least five minutes. I told myself a lot of things about what it would be and how it would feel walking into this new year in this new way, that's not how it works. And when the expectations no longer just take a sip of your thoughts but instead swallow you whole, you have nowhere else to be other than here and no one else to be with other than yourself now there's dark outside and snow on the ground and this blanket over my legs and this promise that I made to myself last week curls upward and into my thoughts. It's a promise to trust myself. So how can I best trust myself right now?